Welcome into the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He goes by the handle of Billy D. 2411. It's Billy D. What's going on? Hello. What's up, you handsome, pasty devil, you? Uh, <laughs> well, you're actually looking a little tan there. No, you know what it is? I have a, a backlight for once. Oh, you got the hair light. Yeah, so, well, it's, 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 my, it's a computer screen for now. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Listen, I got this fancy background that uh, you can see my wife's, uh, for those watching on YouTube, uh, it's, my wife did a paint night of my cat a couple of years ago. So that's there. You got some Drew Bledsoe, uh, McFarland. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stepping up the game by 1%. Uh, I, I was called out actually with you and some of the stuff, the ventures we're doing over on uh, uh, DraftKings. So mm-hmm. people saying, got to dress it up a little bit because you have a nice little setup back there. I try, I try, you know, but uh, it's not that great. Oh, we got Dr. Joe already in the uh, the chat, so people are already joining us in. I'm super excited for this one, but I know we have some business to take care of first. So, Rossi, what's on your mind? Oh, look at you. Uh, for <laughs> me, Bill, I will start off. So we're uh, kind of a new segment, uh, but not really. It's This podcast kind of developed from what was it called Rossi on Wrestling. We're huge wrestling guys. We talked about wrestling all the time. I can literally talk about wrestling all day, every day. Let's start off with this. I'm gonna. It's going to be a Rossi Wrestling Minute. It's literally just going to be 60 seconds. So some people may care. Some people may not. It's not like the Davey um, um, minute where he, you know, it obviously he's more entertaining. There's a lot more stuff. So here it is. It's going to be legit 60 seconds. You can mark your clock. If you're listening to this in the podcast, I'm going to edit myself if I go over a minute. But I will start now. Set your stopwatch. It's time for the Rossi Wrestling Minute. I don't know if you watch any of this NXT, but... Um, you know the name, you know the man, Pat McAfee, who was a punter for the Colts, uh, became a radio guy, a barstool dude. He was all over the place. Is now entered into the wrestling ring, Bill, and he was awesome. Yeah, he was pretty good. I saw some of the highlights. I am not uh, the wrestling fan I once was. I didn't actually see really anything but highlights, but it was great. Yeah, he was really good. Like, there's great debuts. People talk about Ronda Rousey. Um Really, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of Kurt Angle is another one that people really touted. Now, he was Kurt Angle esque. Now, I know, I know, he was also in there with a guy by the name of Adam Cole. Bay one bay. of the best. Yeah, baby. Who's one of the best in the business. So he he was he was given a leg up there. But Pat McAfee, really impressed by him. Uh, they also, WWE just introduced the Thunderdome. So for people like yourself that I think, you know, have been kind of turned off, like obviously the pandemic's screwed up everything in the world. But wrestling specifically with no crowds, it's just a different atmosphere, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. I That kind of got me out of it. Watching WrestleMania with the Jabberknocker crew, one of the podcasts we listened to, uh, was great because it gave you that feel like you were in the crowd. But I just couldn't get into Monday Night Raw, and I hate Seth Rollins, and he's everywhere. Oh, man. Aside from that, the Thunderdome has really stepped it up. They have screens all across the arena. It really helps with the visual. Except one thing, and this will wrap it up, there was somebody wearing a Ku Klux Klan uh, getup that got caught on screen last night on Monday Night Raw. So WWE had to re- put out a statement. My point is, don't be racist. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. And uh, we got Ron Vondi checking in as well here, uh, as you just mentioned him with the Davies Wrestling Minute. Or uh, <laughs> Davies Video Game Minute. Sorry, no, we, I'm all over the place. We, we'll switch. We'll switch. Yeah, I don't, think, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that would go as swimmingly. Although, eh, maybe, no. maybe so. I broke some news. Broke some news. Um, I saw the news today of Samoa Joe going to be voicing bum, King. Bum, bum. Oh, Bill, but this is awesome playing King Frigate uh, King Shark uh, in the video game of the Suicide Squad. That's going to be awesome. I think he's going to be excellent. I on, he's a great voice. He's got that kind of raspy villainous voice. His yep. theme song, like you said, is like a Mario Two boss when they come out oh, of the screen. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, and I'll just get to my thing. Yeah, uh, uh, on, your on mind. my mind is Madden, and it's been on my mind, you know, all the time. <laughs> uh, it's basically become my life. I spend a minimum probably <laughs> of four hours a day, no lie, either making trades, doing games for work, or just playing, you know, in our league. I accidentally uh, chirped. I uh, was chirping about Mac to a friend of ours, JC, of the job or not, being like, I think I can finally beat him, like uh, <laughs> Estelle. And the Seinfeld, uh, I think he can take him this time, Georgie. Uh, but we got a new Madden on the way, our Madden season of 2028, I believe, or 2027. Will that be the final of the old? That will be the final until we all get up to speed. I actually just uh, downloaded Madden 21 playing it. My first pass, my patented seam route to Hollywood Brown went for 60 yards. Next time, tried to hit it, picked off. Lamar fumbled three times on my first two runs, three times on my first three runs with him. So 
that's still the same, but I'm super excited. The Madden League is probably one of the best things I've been involved with in a long time. It's better than, I will say, it's as good as Hunt's at its height. Oh, bull. I'm not it is. It is. It's a personal I, thing. It I'm is. not getting into it. it I can't judge it. it. Is. I, I can't judge it. I feel like that's hyperbole if I've ever heard it. But I don't know because I can't judge it. Not involved. So it could be whatever it is. Bill's talking about Madden. Who the hell knows what's going on in life? Um, but no, no it is true. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. The other thing I wanted to bring up is you got – did you hear George? No, well, at the end. <laughs> we'll get to it at the end. We'll get to it at the end. Oh that's part of our This Week in Dork. Listen, I will just say it's rightfully so. I can't wait. How can I deny that? It was such an interesting uh, question, but we'll get to it. All yeah. right. So, um, well, also, if you're tuning into us at this point, you can check us out wherever you find podcasts. If they're, we're not on there. By the way, Google Music is now introducing podcasts. Ooh. I got an email from the host that we use, Podomatic.com. So we'll be on Google Music soon. That's one of my, um, my actually choice of streaming service. But yeah, so that will be out there. But everywhere you get podcasts, please put it out there. Uh, let people know about us. If you know you like a topic, please share. Try and spread the word. You can find us on Twitter at PopCulturePD. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with the Strive for 105. It's just embarrassing at this point. Like 99, it's just sitting there. Uh, we'll take all the advice. I love we can the nines. Who doesn't like the 99 restaurant? Oh, Let's always come back. For, always come back for more. Great meme going around the internet as Red Sox. Uh, we live in Red Sox country. Um, for a long time, the 99 fed kids for free when the Red Sox won. Mm-hmm. Red, so- Red Sox were on a nine-game losing streak. They're not doing that this year, by the way. I but- used to go at least twice a week so often, and I would always get the turkey club, and I would leave the crust just because they had, like, that weird crust there. And eventually the waitress started cutting the crust off for me. That's when you know. But this this meme, Bill, they were it was just showed the 99-feed kids after a Red Sox win, and it was like the effing kids are starving because the Red Sox literally didn't win for like a 15-day stretch. I mean, that's another thing. Baseball, I mean, if you're a fan of baseball at this point, what are we yeah. doing here? What are you doing? Like, come well, on. There's some good stuff out there, no, Trevor Bauer. Not. Have you been watching Trevor Bauer for they the Reds? They trashed the guy who had a friggin' uh, pimped a home run, his second grand slam. They didn't. Tatis. They didn't. Some jerk. Yeah, Tatis Jr. Yeah. is everything right about baseball. Yes. You, you you hit a home run. I don't care if you're, it's a 3-0 pitch and you're up by 1,000. These are professionals that get paid. Just like just to tie in, I know we have some new people joining us, uh, listening now through these DK streams you were talking about with DraftKings. And, and like, if I get paid or if you get paid to do something for like DraftKings or like you're going to do it to the best of your ability yeah. all the time, right? So yeah. why should professional baseball players, these unwritten rules, write down the rules or they you get paid count. for your fucking stats. That's it. Yeah, he, that could be a contract. And a home run. Yeah. And he smashed it and good for yeah. him. But yeah, that all that criticism is absolutely ridiculous, Bill. I completely agree with you there. And now it's time for the main event. Um, Bill, our main event today is the year 1983. You know some real important things happened that year, right? The year of my birth? Oh, <laughs> a couple mistakes as well. Well, um, definitely that, yeah. No, no, you're not that much. If you had a big separation from children age. So actually, now, quick, quick story. Sorry. I was like a stillborn fetus for like a day. They thought I was dead and they were about to like literally vacuum me out. And the doctor was like, we're going to check one more time on the ultrasound. And I was kicking. I swear to God, my mother tells the story all the time. I was like, you kicked out on two and a half. Yes, like two and like seven eights. Two (laughs) Two and nine tenths. Two, two, two. The ref had to go let the crowd know. Um, Oh, that's an interesting and sad. But yeah, we're glad to have you here, Bill. Wouldn't want you anywhere else. Not on the vacuum oh god awkward all right 1983 bill here's some stats and facts for you from that year 1983 was the year of the pig in the chinese zodiac so take that for what it's worth the average cost of a new house want to take a stab i'm gonna say 128,000. 82,600 was your average cost for a new home oh that's so disappointing would that be nice Oh. Uh, on HBO, which I didn't even know was a thing in the 80s, uh, Fraggle Rock debuted. Ooh, I love Fraggle Rock. I, didn't lo- I was more of a Muppets guy, but Fraggle Rock, looking back, <laughs> was way better for the fact of like the music aspect of it. What is a Muppet? I got a, not, a quite Muppet? A, not quite a puppet. <laughs> no, but I'm a Muppet. Just, uh, just reference. Uh, then, you know what else debuted over in our good uh, our friends in Japan? Mario Brothers. Ooh, and that was the game that was too hot for America, so they dull it down. So that's the oh, that was Mario Two. That was two. No, this is no. Oh, that was supposed to be Mario yes. Two. So the very and then we got the great Mario Two, which I fucking uh, love. I'm with you there. That's that's princess just floating dog. with her dress. Kidding me? <laughs> just, 
and total useless. Um, also, the final episode of MASH aired, Bill, to 125 million people watching. In 1983, that's That was unheard. the final episode? Holy shit. Yeah, in 1983, I was a 70 show. Uh, the big toy that year, Bill, was the Cabbage Patch dolls. I had... I didn't have one, but my sister definitely had like two or three. Oh, I when I grew up, they were all over my house. I have two older sisters. There was Cabbage Patch, every everything you name it, like binkies, um, bassinets, crap was everywhere. Um, wasn't fun as a boy to play with though. Like I wrestled. Yeah, you needed them. a lunch pail kid. Yeah, those were the best, dude. And my sisters hated because they actually they actually some of them had a scent to them. They had like a scratch and sniff thing that came with them. They weren't a fan. Um, sports champions that year, Bill. You want to take a stab at the four uh, majors? 1983, I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers probably 100%, right? Nope. Get the fuck out of here. Canadians? Nope. Oh, shit. I have no idea for hockey then. All right. Hockey was the New York Islanders last championship they oh, won. Oh, that's fair. Uh, basketball? Yep. Uh, Lakers or Celtics? 76ers, Moses God Malone. Damn it. All right. Football 1983. Yes, this was the uh, 83 Super Bowl I went with, not the 83 season technically. Oh, so not like you're gonna be able to get it anyways. I'm gonna say the Raiders. Oh, almost wait, what is that? What team? Raiders. Oh, I think the Redskins, uh, now Washington. Oh, uh, was it Doug team. Williams? Doug Williams. Uh no, I think he was no, in 89. He was, yeah. he was like 89. Still Joe Gibbs. And then in baseball, Bill, here's another random one. These are all Dodgers. Dodgers? The Orioles. What? Yep. Didn't I couldn't tell this has to be their last World Series and way yeah. before our Candom Yards. All right, number one movie that year, Bill. Uh no clue. Star Wars The Return of the Jedi. All right. All right. All right. Why we're here though, we're entering the song into our jukebox. We did nineteen ninety-nine. Uh the song put in there was I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys, as nominated by Billy D. Uh this year in Music Bill, the highest selling album of the year was Michael Jackson's thriller. I mean, of course, it's probably the greatest album of all time for like solid hit every single one of them. Every one of them was a monster hit. Grammy of the year for, I mean, Grammy for record of the year, not song of the year, we'll get to that. Record of the year was Beat It by Michael Jackson. Grammy for song of the year was Every Breath You Take by The Police. Yeah. And album of the year, also Michael Jackson's Thriller. I mean, it literally probably has, I mean, what is it? Seven banging tracks. Every single one of them is awesome. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll give you my Michael Jackson take in a second, but I'm just going to run down. We'll talk about him here before we even get to our favorite songs or songs that we that stood out to us. Because the way we do these, the rules are simple. It is the top 100, hot, you know, hot 100 from that particular the billboard, year. The Billboard chart. Billboard, sorry, thank you. Billboard chart, top 100. We can nominate any song on there. We could talk about any song, but to be nominated to get into the jukebox, got to be on that hot 100. And we got some takes from the shared Gooniverse we'll give you. But Bill, the top 10 from 1983. And spoiler ahead, maybe some of these songs might get nominated. We'll see. Uh, number 10 was the Arrhythmic. Sweet dreams are made of these. I mean, you can just rip through these because I don't want to give okay. any takes when we get to All right, fine. Uh, Maniac by Michael. Is, I always say it right. Is it Sembello? I think it's Sembello. Yeah, okay. So Michael Sembello, Maniac. We uh, did our review of Tommy Boy. Famous scene in there. Uh, Baby Come to Me from Patty Austin and James Ingram. I'll be honest. Don't know the song. I mean, no, I, I've, I've, I've listened to the uh, Spotify 100 a bunch of times, so I'm sure it's nice. come on, but it might be one of the ones I skipped quickly. Hollen Oates, Man Eater at number seven, number Whoa, six. Oh, and also great video of Jaws. They they have like a whole like if you on the when YouTube like everyone was making creative videos, Hollen Oates, Man Eater to a Jaws highlight. Great. Uh Bonnie Tyler, Tonal Eclipse of the Heart. And Bonnie six. Taylor, right? Yeah, her too. Her sister, her cousin played too. Dan uh, Band no- does a great remake. I <laughs> sure do. Uh Dan Band does a great almost everything. They're I awesome. would say. They really are. Uh number five, beat it, Michael Jackson. Number four, Down Under, Men at Work, with the best use of the word Vegemite in a song. Uh, number three is Flashdance, What a Feeling, by Irene Cara or Cara. Uh, number two was Billie Jean, Michael Jackson. And number one song for 1983, not off the Thriller album, but they did win a Grammy. It's Every Breath You Take by The Police, or as other people know it as these days, that song that Puff Daddy used when Biggie died. Yes, and there's actually a few of those songs where Puffy used in this. There's a few songs from Tommy Boy on this list as well. I yep. mean, this is a, I mean, it's it's the greatest decade ever, the 80s. I'm just going to go out and state ooh. that. I mean, it's got, it's got everything. It's got music. It's got fashion. It's got hot dog on a stick. Like, what else do you want from a decade? It's got fucking everything. I was born in this exact year. And this mm. year, I think, 
after listening to, and you can go on Spotify and get the top 100 for the Billboard for any year. Yep. So that's fucking awesome, and that's what I've been doing. I think this is better than 99, and I thought 99 was an unstoppable so, powerhouse of a year. And uh, this is when you first said it, I was like, you're insane. 99, like, because obviously it was just our, mm-hmm. you know, our coming of age year, if you would. Um, but I, I then looked at this list. I was talking to my wife about it, who isn't the biggest 80s fan. But she was telling me, she's like, oh, this. But then as I looked, so I was trying to keep us to both speaking about maybe I was trying to make it like because we're a top 11. God, no. I'm like five and a half each. And like the two at the bottom are the songs we nominate. Bill's like, I'm blowing through that. I said, yeah. okay, let's change the format a little bit. We'll talk. It's a discussion. It's a podcast. That's what we're here for. But this year might be the biggest sleeper year in the history of music. I mean, there are so many songs and what a lot of the people from the Gooniverse, and I don't think it's on any of our list, but uh, Davey brought up uh, Kajagugu, Too Shy. Oh, it's Hush, on my Hush. list. It's on, oh, it's on my your, list. Sorry, spoiler. No, All right, no, but okay. that song yeah. is a banger, and it's one of like the kind of forgotten tracks, and I kind of took the advice of Goo, who told us when you do these things, they do the, the Goovy Vault to kind of pick your favorites. And I picked the songs that really, for my two, that I fucking love. Like, oh. that are like my playlist for summertime, for workout, for whatever. I just, I could listen to these songs any time of day. Little Jurgens, uh, yeah, I'm with you as well. I went with definitely the two songs that stand out to me of just my f- favorite songs uh, from this year that are some of my favorite songs of all time. As we rip through, Bill, we can go back and forth here with songs that are on our like just favorites in no order. But um, you did mention Kajagugu, and I'll start with that because too shy. First of all, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, just a fun song, and like you don't know the name of the song, you just think. of Shy, shy, hush, 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 hush. And that guy's hairdo. Like, it, so the one thing I'll say about 1983, if you want to find a year that defines, defies or defines the 80s sound, it's this year. And you're going to be like, oh, you crazy. Wait till we go back and forth with these songs. But since you said Davey brought up, I'll start there. Kaja Gugu, absolutely on my must-have 1983 song. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a banger of a song. I will go to mine. Uh, I think it was used in The Wedding Singer quite nicely. A musical youth passed the dochi. Uh, <laughs> finally left Ponsan. It's just kind of a fun song. They're like young kids singing about, you know, passing you know, drugs. Around. Yeah, it's it's a great use of it in uh, The Wedding Singer. I think like the, the ridiculous limo driver does it when he's doing the test. I just, I had to have it on my list because in high school, we had a challenge to make the most ridiculous CD and I had some songs on it, like Eddie Murphy, uh, Party All the Time. Oh, and then our good friend, ripping. Anthony, uh, I'd never heard this song before. And I'm kind of like a retro kid. I liked a lot of the songs, but he put this on there and it blew my friggin' mind. Yeah, I will um, go next. I will go with the song that also just, when you think of proms, if if we were in high school in the 80s, this song would have been all over. You think of probably even some wedding songs. It's... Um, True, I always say this wrong. Is it Spandau, Spandau Ballet? Spandau Ballet. I believe so. Okay. But true, that, oh, like right now you might not know the song. It's that, this much is true. true. I can't hit those notes. But. Great episode of Modern Family, by the way, where they get um, Kaiser Sose to be like the guy from Spandau Ballet because he thinks oh, that's, because Claire thinks that's the song that they, they had for their wedding when it was, uh, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Night or something. Oh, OMD, <laughs> If You Leave. I remember the oh, episode yeah. well. Great. But this song is like the romantic song mm-hmm. of the year. By the way, I got to give a shout. So Davey in the chat say um, that this is the guy who did the song to the NeverEnding Story, who was yeah. Kaja Gugu, which is true. And the best scene, and maybe the only really good scene of the entire season three of Stranger Things was when they're singing. Oh, no. Movie. I mean, a lot of people have hated season three of Stranger Things, and I'll just take this time. That was the best scene. It was a great scene. Awesome. And they kind of build it up the whole time, like uh, George Glass, kind of like he doesn't really have a girlfriend the whole time. But the last five episodes of Hopper in season three is some of the best friggin' shit you'll ever see out of any actor. He crushed it. I hated the shit when he was all over 11 in the beginning, but his last few episodes, right when they meet the dude, uh, the, the foreign guy, is out of control good. He's yeah. so, he's like, a, he's a fucking, he's my hero. Well, true either way is the romantic song of the 80s is probably one of the best romantic songs ever written, at least produced. It's so cheesy love. And it's just I can picture just sipping on a a nice iced tea playing that or as well just making sweet love to that song. Yeah, it's a great one. Really good pick to get on there. It's one of the ones I would have put on there. But I'm going to go with and is it it's basically dance Rocky. It's not I think it's staying alive, right? 
Far From Over, Frank Stallone. It just starts. Terrible song, but I love it. <laughs> I was just going to say, one it's of awesome. a crap song. He's a terrible singer. At, well, it's the South Park thing. Frank Stallone can't hit a high F or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those gym songs I'll put on every once in a while. Uh, How Did This Get Made, one of my favorite podcasts, does this yep. movie. And Rafi from the league, uh, I forget his real name off the top of my head. Jason uh, uh, Manzukis. Manzukis. He's like, that's how I have sex. The beginning, the first like 10 oh. seconds of that song. But it's just like one of those good, bad songs that I would put on like a good, bad CD. Uh, for me, next, Bill, it's a song I want to play it at my funeral. It is a song that I believe is about death, but it's a song that always puts a big old smile on my face just by the synth keys. Joe Jackson stepping out. What? <laughs> Such a, a terrible song. Oh, I love this song so much. This is one of those. So when LimeWire in like those days, I didn't know. I just knew like, is she really going out with him? Which I think is an excellent song. Is the best opening line. Um, pretty women walking down the uh, walking with gorillas down my street. Awesome line. So I'm like, who, what else does Joe Jackson do? Not Found much. this song and freaking love it. That absolutely needs to be played at my funeral. Absolutely needs to be on my 1983's playlist. I didn't know this from 83. I thought this was later. Like, that's another thing. It sounds like that was, like, late. Oh, there's a ton of these songs that I think they're trying to have that um, endless love feel to. They're just – they tried to write, like, the greatest romantic love song of all time. And you can kind of see, like, super creativity seeping oh. into these oh. songs. Like, creativity, I think, is on, like, the come up in the early 80s. And there was so many, like – just cheesy ass, like I think, what is it, Eddie Rabbit? With uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking terrible song. But I get why it was popular in the 1980s because you're still in that like 70s shitty love ballad form. But I did hear that on my bike ride today, and I was like, all right, it's kind of okay. Oh, it's good. Stepping out, yeah. I'll oh, do into the light bill. Come on, it just makes you feel good. If you want to just feel good, put on Joe Jackson. Stepping out, you're a little having a tough day. Mm. I had a tough day today. I'm listening to that after this. I'll bang out two in a row real quick just because right. I thought Naked Eyes was always a one-hit wonder, and I forgot that they sang Promises, Promises, which is a really good song. Uh, it's a solid one, but I'm going to go to, you know, out of the 18 that I ranked. Uh, <laughs> number 15, it's the St. Louis Blues, I believe, goal song, Gloria by Laura Branigan. This song fucking rocks. rocks. Absolutely. Oh, she, the way Max. she sings Gloria, she's got a set of lungs on her. The pipes on this girl are unreal. R.I.P. Oh, is it R.I.P.? Oh, she's long, she's long gone. Oh. Pick of the other person's bod. <laughs> Slightly, like, a, a sneaky cutie, too. I watched oh, the no. video. No, 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 no. Google her. Don't oh, forget yeah. about the video. Straight sex cat. In the yeah. Area. Also, this song has the most over-the-top, ridiculous horns oh. towards the end it's of this song. It's so good, though. It, but they come out of nowhere. It's obviously digitally not real horn section. This 80s, you know, with the beginning, late 70s started, you know, the real synth and where it got in the 80s. Over-the-top, ridiculous horns you'll ever hear in a song. And, the and, you know, obviously being a gigantic Bruins fan, die hard last year, wanted to see them win the cup. But with the blues, they were so damn likable using this song as their, like, winning anthem. And I couldn't hate on that. I mean, my mom thinks the 80s is the worst decade of music ever. So is my wife. Yeah, I, I love the 80s. The I love the music. And I've said this several times. I don't want to be like Billy from Stranger Things in the way that he was kind of like a bad person. But the way he looked, his hair, and him banging all the hot moms, that's the kind of guy I like if I could choose to do life over again. If I could be that like <laughs> muscle car driving dude with the really badass mullet in the 80s, that's what I would be. But I would be playing like... I'd be playing some hair metal, but I'd also be playing Laura Brady. So my two, we'll just go two for two then, because we have a little bit, then we'll give you our nominees who go are actually getting tossed in. These are songs we just like there. That shows how competitive it was. For me, my two will be Elton John, I'm Still Standing. Elton John, oh. now is one of those artists that you can go up and down his, his, his music, his discography, hits, smashes, ballads, everything. But there's something about this song that, you know, again, just to, this is the most 80 song I think he has. Um, this is before he became like the love ballad guy with in the nineties. This song is just fun. It's another just fun ass song. And you know what, if you're feeling down, Oh yeah, this one on. I, I I listened to this in the uh, let's say the 2015 to 16 range for a yeah, while because you were uh, still standing. Yeah, I'm still standing. It's a great like you know just motivational type song. It's I think it's a perfectly composed mini type. It's not like a super super pop song, but it has that feel to it. 
Uh, and famously, it's not this song, but I think it was in the same-ish era, Alligator Rock. Just tell the story real quick. One of the greatest <laughs> nights of my life, we were playing Seen It, but the music version. Yeah, and one it, of our music. friends... Which, Pachi. by the way, pause real quick. Me and Bill will take anybody on any day. We smoke in that game. I smoke yeah. in most of those scenic games, but this one specifically, we dominated. But. Oh, absolutely. And we also have to take on Davey and Keith in WrestleMania or No Mercy because we oh, are also the tag team champions. They are the tag team champions. But there was a reptile-type looking creature <laughs> on a slab of what looked to be a rock. And one of our friends kept saying, alligator rock. Alligator Rock. Alligator Rock. It was like that thing from Family Guy. Jackal? Jackal? Yeah, Jackal. 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 It wasn't right the first time. And he couldn't get through his head that it was crocodile. That he was not, and that he wasn't right. First of all, he was just, you have 30 seconds. And it's on the TV counting down. He's like, uh, Alligator Rock. And he just kept alligator rock. louder. And he was like yelling at it. He's like, guys, Alligator Rock. Alligator Rock. Alligator Rock. It's like, no, it's not. And then Aaron, and then it, we go, Crocodile Rock. Jesus. What? And he's like, oh. Oh. And that was it. It's just like, oh, you were just screaming alligator rock. You were so passionate. Now all of a sudden, uh, I just I couldn't believe it. that was embarrassing. That was so bad. All right, so but, I'll rip um, off. Hold on, let me get my oh, other one. My oh, my two first, real oh. quick. The other one, a song I would have thought was late '80s, maybe even early '90s. The Tubes, "She's a Beauty." Now, Bill, you might be thinking to yourself, that song, what is it? It's that, she's a beauty, one in a million girls. Oh, my God. That's another one of those songs. Crush song. You're feeling it. Maybe you meet a girl. You see, you're scrolling through your Tinder profile. You're like, hmm. And then the tubes will play in your head. Because every time you see a cute little chick, you're like, boom. She's a beauty. And then you hear that song, montage song, perfect song from the 80s. Yeah, it's it's one of those 80s type songs. I'll do a little nice. twofer again to get this going. Our House, Madness. It's, oh. a, it's a good song. It's a rock oh, song. I, I always confuse Cheesy this. as hell. Yeah, I always think uh, Crowded House sings this song. And I know that's not it. But like, it's a, it's a good. House. Yeah, I think this is a one hit wonder, right? Our House, yeah. Madness. Uh, madness, yes. Yeah, so like and then an I'll, actual like one hit wonder. There's probably other like minor hits because the 80s are yeah. full of those. And then we'll go to one of the greatest songs, I think, about a year ever uh, 1999 by Prince. Oh, I love Prince, he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know Davey said in our musical draft he would have picked him one overall if he mm-hmm. could, and I agree with that take. He is so good. This isn't my favorite Prince song, I think my favorite Prince song actually might be Kiss. I like a funky song, and that's super funky, but this one's pretty funky too. A lot of good, you know, just singing and rhythm. And, you know, you can't go wrong with a Prince song. And this was revolutionary for the time, I think, to create a, a song 16 years in the making. And this was played at nauseum before we all thought the world was going to end in 2000. Y2K, we were getting ready to, to pack it up. I remember being on my computer, New Year's Eve, 1999. My sister had a computer in her room. And my dad, I'm sorry, my mom came in and demanded I shut the computer off. I was like, oh, nothing's going to happen. She screamed at me. She's like, listen to me. You have to. She was like getting ready. She was like down pulling wires. Like she was like, you have to. Sh-. I was like, I guess you got to see what happens. I want to see if the world, like if something crazy going to happen with computers or planes going to fall from the sky, Bill. And as we know, n- none of that happened till this year. Davey this brings is- up Let's Go Crazy, by the way, which is probably my second favorite one. That's the one that starts with Dearly Beloved. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called Life, Electric World Life. Uh, means a mighty long time. That's <laughs> forever. That song also phenomenal. I like any wrong. song that. No, that's not. Let's go crazy. No, you're all wrong. The best song he did was the Vicky Vale on no. the Batman '89. God no. The Din with Raspberry Beret, Purple Rain, Electric, uh, Doctor Joe in there. I was actually looking for my Purple Rain shirt. I could not find it for this. Little Red Corvette also, I think, was on this year. It was also 1983. Didn't put make our either one of our lists, but um, good. Listen, Prince is a goat. He's one of the greatest of all time, and he's so protective of his music. Why? I, which made me love him even more. Like if it was, if he didn't die, if he was still with us, you wouldn't be seeing him in all the streaming services. His music wouldn't be used in commercials, and they so, wouldn't have released his kind of like work in progress. Oh yeah, stuff. Absolutely, I don't not. think he would have done that. Not a chance. All right, my next two uh, men at work who we didn't talk about where they're in the top three, but Overkill. Uh, if you are part of our top 11 scrubs, it was our number one episode by Overkill, which we may have to revisit that one day in the future. But um, just an incredible song is someone that, you know, anybody that's ever dealt with any form of anxiety or, or sleepless nights, that's basically what the song is about. When, you, when you're trying to finally get to sleep at the end of the day and all those thoughts come into your head, that's what the song's about. Perfect, uh, just 
depiction of that kind of scenario. And then my my next one, Bill, way ahead of its time, The Clash, Rock the Casbah. This song has so much, like there's a part in there where it sounded like polytone ringtone. It's about like two minutes and 50 seconds into, or two minutes and like 30 seconds into the song. And it just sounds like it's like a cell phone ringing when we were in high school. This song is so great. Obviously got that second revival. Um, I think it might've been what, the early 2000s with those commercial with like, like what's the name of the song? Oh, Rock the, Rock cat the Cash Box. Yeah, yeah okay, Cash Bar, the Cat Box. Anyways, it was in, I, thought it was, I don't even know what commercial that was, but. Everybody remembers that part from it. The Clash, incredibly known for their 70s punk rock. This was completely separated from that. Again, so 80s was this song, but just a great song nonetheless. I mean, I have to speak my piece on The Clash because they recently probably, I'd have to redo my rankings, but they might have bumped out of my top five bands of all time. And they're one of those bands that every song, like they have a couple of like sounds, but they have so many different unique sounds as well. You can listen to a Clash song and you'll be like, is this The Clash? Like, Lost <laughs> in the Supermarket is probably my favorite Clash song. I just think it's a beautifully written piece of music. But they have so many different unique types of music. And them coming out with this one in the 80s with that, all the different kinds of stuff that they did in the 70s. I just love this band. It's one of the bands I wish I could have seen live. Oh, because yeah. they're like, all of my bands I've realized kind of have, every every song is a little different sounding. Like, I like Childish Gambino, uh, Kanye West the White Stripes, Friends Ferdinand, they all have like different, like none none of the songs sound exactly the same. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's funny you bring up Franz Ferdinand because for people, obviously people know that one song, but The Clash and Franz Ferdinand, not that there is any way that you would really put the two together, but like what you said is a perfect way of putting it. All their songs sound a little different, but all so sound like them. Like the thing with The Clash was, especially like a song like Radio Clash. And I will also say, I can't, I, I didn't Google it. I can't remember the lead singer off the top of my head, but he has one of the best whale screams like that wow and because it's not over the top it's not like screamo and it's not like metal it is just a perfect and it fits in a pop rock or as back then the punk rock scene where he wasn't being overly aggressive love the clash i could talk about him again all day without knowing the lead singer we can do a top 11 clash i would totally be 100 down for that because i love that freaking band uh and now we're getting into the really difficult part i'll go two for again by the way I redid my rankings, so 1999 was supposed to be right before all of the other songs. It's no about. order, Bill. It's no order. It's I no know, order. I know, I know. Uh, Duran Duran, I fucking love this band. Yes. It's one of the reasons I love the 80s is because of Duran Duran. This band fucking kicks ass. And Hungry Like the Wolf, used in, I think, just about every TV show or every movie, you know, at some point, like lots of movies in the 80s, 90s, and still today. This song is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a fun not really poppy, kind of rocky. They, they kind of had a weird sound, I guess. Maybe a little Franz Ferdinand-ish, too. Like, I like Rio. I like all of those songs. But this, I think, is the best Duran Duran song. It was really tough for me not to put this in my top, probably, two, Here we go. my final two. Because oh, <laughs> it's a go-to karaoke song for me. It's no Hall & Oates Private Eyes, but it's up there. Oh, Bill, we all know your karaoke song. We all know the actual karaoke song. That it's Hall & Oates Private Eyes. No, it is not. Bill. Oh, it's it Buttercup. Is, it's Buttercup. It's Buttercup. <laughs> but that's a story we'll share another time. Um, anyway, that was just one. What's your other one? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. This is. By uh, the way, Hungry Like the Wolf, I'll just say one of my favorite songs, definitely from Duran Duran, definitely of this era. But honestly, I didn't even see it on the list. So, a complete oversight. Obviously, I'm glad you had it on yours. We, we aren't duplicating each other's list, by the way. But yes. um, completely happy that you had it on there. All right. So, uh, what is this? Uh, now, Trick What? Mace That ain't what Mace Got a lot of girls that would love to. You're. Uh, love to replace you, tell it to your face, boo, not behind your back. People talk shit, never mind that. But the better song, besides, you know, Been Around the World by Puff Daddy, Mace, and the Family and all them, is Let's Dance by David Bowie. This song fucking kicks ass. Again, he's another guy who has so many different kind of sounds. Like, I love Young American and all of those songs. But Let's Dance, again, might be my favorite Bowie song. And I think that's why this is such a fucking unstoppable year. This year is insane. This isn't even in my top. And this is a song that I fucking love. I mean, I got to look at other years in the 80s to see if there's this many of my favorite songs. But this song kicks fucking ass. Just the background, we were going to do 1980 at one point. Then, Bill, you were like, ah, let's do 83. And I was like, I was like all prepared for 80. I'm looking at it. Then we looked at 83 and we're texting like, holy smokes. These are like straight fire tracks. Uh, again, we're kind of down or we're talking about 1983. And yeah, that's that. Uh, David Bowie, Let's Dance. Like, I find David Bowie a great artist. 
but he has some songs that are so annoying. Young American. It, I like, love it. No, it. But it gnaws on the back of my brain. It's like, oh, it's just because he says like Young American like five thousand times in that song but this song is just groovy it is funky oh. it's fusion as we like to say here on the pod uh it, it's got everything going on and it'll be song. one of my next few wedding songs probably i dig it <laughs> um you mentioned naked eyes earlier i'll go with the smash hit from naked eyes always something there to remind me that song it's become more of an advert song now like I, you just see it in advertising um but just absolute like jam like there's not much i could say about it it's just a freaking smash and want to know build my next couple songs i think are like the definition of like 80s music i'll start with this one tony basil mickey like are you kidding me i, I had to fight myself to not put this song in i was uh, like but it's just because it's so recognized it might be the most recognizable song of the year because other songs you might not think of as like oh that's just 80s or that's just this or early 80s this song like when you think of like the 80s songs, it's like a top five w- with a bullet 80s song. I don't think so. And I think I famously oh. used this to make fun of you in your Rossi roast where I said, uh, oh, the Baja Man, Tony Basil, and another one hit <laughs> wonder have more hits than your YouTube channel. Um, Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. This one, the video is kind of funny, but it's not. Kind of funny. Iconic. It's like, iconic I guess, video. but it, to me, it's not. It's like, this is the shitty part of the 80s that my mom probably hated. Like, oh. this to me isn't one of the one-hit wonders I embrace. Sorry. That's okay. Now I'm a little sad, but that's okay, because I'll listen to it after, clap along, and know that Mickey is so fine. All right, Bill, you have – so we both have three left before we get to our final t- – or you have two left, technically. Let me just do one more then to even it off, so we both have two. Men Without Hats, The Safety Dance. Oh. Come on. Like, the, go- the goofiest song maybe ever created – stupidest song maybe ever created as well uh, i don't know if it's the stupidest song and there's two different versions like the version that you will normally get on a spotify or an apple music is a little bit slower but the music video version and i've actually combined them into the perfect fusion of the Why? and then like the more upbeat music version music video version way better song oh my um, god with the extra fiddle yes. oh. it's, a li- it's like a higher tempo or something it's a way better version of the song i fucking love this song oh. i can't believe i didn't have it on my list but i think i might have missed it going through the list well because honestly the hundred songs on that list again we're talking about the hot i mean sorry the billboard 100 from 1983 it's full of bangers like um journey worlds apart i didn't put on this and i just saw it like 10 minutes before we started i'm like that song is insane i'm not worlds apart what is it called uh separate ways sorry like yeah it's in the quotes but like insanely badass song like journey i think that's my that's my favorite journey song i think is the best journey song i I don't always put those together but anyways that didn't even make our list but why don't you go with your final two and then i'll give you mine um it might make the list (laughs) um so I will go with uh, Africa by Toto. I don't think it's the close to the best uh, Africa song. I think Hold the Line is the best one. But for some reason, people embrace this song as like a uh, ending bar night type song when I was in college. So this would always play like last or second to last when they were closing down a bar when I was like 2006 or seven. Really weird. It's a great song. I think it's a little bit of a cliche song at this point. But it still rocks. Toto is fucking awesome. And See, kind of related to this one, my next song is hold Beat on, can by I, Michael. Oh. Can I just say, I don't like that song. I think Toto by Africa sucks. I actually like it. I think it Africa deserves. Africa by Toto. I yes. said it wrong. Um, I think it people, up to Toto. Yeah, I think people, I, I, I get like, it's a fun song, it, a karaoke, but I just never liked it. I think it's just bland. Like, it's just like there, but whatever. I just, I don't think the song moves enough. It's literally the most like boringly paced song ever created. I, I agree with you. It's not the best uh, Toto song. I already told you Roseanne. Well, Roseanne is also better and uh, Hold the Lion's better. I do think it deserves credit though, just because it's kind of become a cult classic, if you will, for the 80s of the, uh, of the, of the music variety, I guess, if you're, we're going to call Tommy Boy a cult classic and all those other ones. That it's not them. a cult classic. Don't do that. Not it's it's a cult classic song. It, it, for some reason, it was, like the ending, no. it was like the end of the night song in no. like the early it's 2000s. It's a top 100 song from the year. It's not a cult classic song. And all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I all just right, knew right. the whole fucking thing. All right. But as Davey pointed out in our chat, and I didn't know this, obviously, Van Halen does the solo, the guitar, and beat it. Oh, yeah. Toto is the 80s band that is playing the rest of it in there, I guess. And 
you know, a lot of these artists who were like, you know, solo artists like Madonna, I don't know who her band was in the eighties, but whoever the fuck it was rocked. And, you know, Michael Jackson was the ridiculous voice, obviously. And I just think be it's a greatly composed pop song. It's just fire all the way through the way it starts, the way it ends. It's just a slamming ass song. Yeah, I my thing, and I'll be honest. I've been, I don't want to say I'm persuade. I am just not a Michael Jackson fan ever, anymore. Um, oh, I don't I, blame you, and I, I think he's a terrible person. And I always said that Janet. I actually liked her music a little better. <laughs> yeah, anybody who shows the nip, come on, no. But in all honesty, Michael Jackson, horrible person. Can't listen to his music ever again. Discredit all of his music. Like what the WWE did with Chris Benoit, I've done to Michael Jackson. But I completely understand. Listen, he this song is incredible it's the blend of rock and pop put together i mean that riff is ever. unreal yes. and then you get the uh weird al one with like the fart sounds oh yeah. <laughs> uh, i completely agree with you there uh my last two bill if this doesn't sum up 1983 in two songs i don't know what does sticks horrible band mr roboto awesome song i hate uh, that song Oh, really? So this hey, is like Renegade uh, is my stick song. Oh, you, don't get me wrong. But I just, this song, ever since I was a kid, Kill Roy. Anyways, I just think this song is fantastic. Again, total 80s vibe. Um, reminds me of Short Circuit. Reminds me of like just being a kid. It was in like a lot of like TV and stuff like that. And during like early 90s, late 80s, whenever there's a reference to that time. Obviously, like 80s is right now like the nostalgia porn era uh, of time. So everyone's kind of like looking back and watching movies from the 80s or stuff. So uh, sticks, you get a lot of those retrospectives. Obviously, huge in the 70s, but in the 80s, they had Mr. Roboto. And for me, the song that I would defy anybody who probably not as popular, but defy anybody to listen to the song and not be like, this was 83. It just sounds so progressive. Sounds so enhanced. It's Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science, which I almost put on my top two. And I just didn't think it would get the votes. So that's honestly yeah. half the reason why, but this song is insanely like you, if you like the cars, if you like Weezer, which you know, Weezer is the official band of the pop culture pile driver. The, these bands were, were absolutely influenced from all well, the cars were before, but what the cars turned into it the later in the eighties, listen to anything from like 86 on Thomas Dolby's introduction of all that gizmo and gadget sound into music and using like people speaking in it like that. She blinded me. What science? What like, science? One of the greatest psych reference of all time. <laughs> uh, the boss says like, you guys are blinded by this like theory or whatever. And he's like, the only thing we're blinded by, and he points to his partner, science. So it's, you know, a sticking pop culture type of reference. It's a very good song. I can't believe this was almost in your final few though oh, and Bill, tony basil as well those were the two just so you know i fought with myself <laughs> those were the two originally in because i'm like those two songs are so 80s like you smell it when you smell the 80s you smell tony basil's uh cheerleader dress and you see the over-the-top makeup but uh let's go one for one here as now it's time bill to nominate a song to our diehard fans our appreciative fans our hashtag dorkshared universe will all be a part of this vote, Bill, what is the first song you're nominating? Please be the one that I absolutely blew because I swear to God it wasn't on there earlier. Yeah, Separate Ways by Journey. World Was that Bar- there earlier? Yes. Oh, I blew that. That is all me. That is I mean, blowing up the whole pod. This song is a phenomenal song. I love it. Just the the way it starts. Um, Steve Perry, the way he sings. And by the way, the dude who's taken over for Steve Perry what a life he oh, lives. the Filipino guy. Oh, He's just amazing. a karaoke. Like, if you could, like, pick a life to lead, I would do that. Like, I, I think would that's love what our to guy, our guy Shine Time, that's, like, his goal in life, oh, I think. Please, let it happen for him, then. <laughs> yeah. Let him get the Truly sponsorship. Let him get that for the band that he loves most. Because what a life to lead to get to sing Journey songs as your fucking career <laughs> and be a megastar. This song is awesome. I once cut a montage, by the way to Wes Welker coming back to the Patriots when we were allowed to use songs on TV for a little bit on NBC. And I lobbied for this. I was like, it makes perfect sense. He's coming back to the Patriots. He left Tom Brady. I was like, let me do it. It was a phenomenal montage. The only other montage I need to cut for like mass display is I need to cut to something by ABBA. Uh, That would be my dream. Uh, But this song, just the way that it starts and all of these songs in the eighties, I don't know if it's just 83. We'll, you know, do other years and kind of figure it out. But every song, like the way that, you know, um, Far From Over starts, my other song that I'm going to nominate, so many of them have, like, interesting, just, like, hook-you-in beginnings. And, like, the beginning of this song fucking, like, lets you know it's going to be a 
a oh, you're for you're for a, a ride. Bet. You're in for a fucking journey. <laughs> so oh, literally, uh, I, I didn't mean to do that. So one thing I know about this era in music, late 70s started, they did more ramp up time for radio. So um, DJs could talk over the intro to songs and get you right stick into it. Hit the post. Exactly. Hit the post. But I, I like yeah. it either way. Uh, you can stick a post anytime you like. But it's it's just such – it was like the big thing that happened, especially in 80s. You see it. 90s was full of them. Even if they weren't – these ones were like were with enthusiasm. So record labels started producing songs, and there were radio edits. That's where the era of radio edits began because they wanted longer ramp time because they wanted DJs to speak. So this was a time when people wanted to hear DJs, so people thought. And they said, okay, let them talk into the song so that it just fluidly goes into one another. But, yeah, that's a – banger of a track i absolutely crapped all over your pick bill and i didn't mean to earlier i stepped on it crap on it uh so let's go for me the first one i'll put in is total eclipse of the heart by bonnie tyler taylor. this song her too this song is it tyler how does it taylor i don't know ty ty anyways the song is awesome the song is so many epic journey you go on this song is a ride this song makes you happy this song is just it, it, there's so much going on it's romantic it could be a wedding song if you wanted mm -hmm. but it is just there's just so much it's it's literally like the female meatloaf in a sense and i'm not it was literally fan. a wedding song in one of the uh, for the damn band <laughs> yeah well it's it, true but this song is just so good the way she sings it the drama that she brings to it this is a song that i don't know it just it, it encapsulates you yeah it, it just so like you, it, you sucks you in Yes, it sucks you right in. You're on the journey from the first chord. It rocks. There's heavy guitar riffs. There's the nice piano ballad. It has everything you need in the song. Beautifully sang. Bonnie Tyler Taylor um, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas all teaming up. This song is just so 80s, reeks of it. And if you think of a song from 1983 and you just pluck and you – again, this song I thought was later. But 1983 it was. I will nominate Total Eclipse of the Heart. It's a beautiful song. I totally agree. I was on I the bike ride today listening to Nothing But This, like 1983. And when this one comes on, you're pumping the pedals a little bit harder. And <laughs> I know a lot of people are probably going to be disappointed by my next one. But it's my personal favorite from this year. When I saw the list, I was like, can I put this in my top two? And then I was at the gym. I was walking a little harder, <laughs> running a little higher on the treadmill. Today, those pedals were pumping extra hard. It is fucking Michael Sembello, or however the hell you say it, Maniac. When I hear this song, it gets me going. And I like a song that goes all the way. I remember one night I was driving around, flicking around the stations with our buddy uh, Joe Benevento. <laughs> Always giving him a ride everywhere. But I was like, we I need did. a song that just get, like, gets out there, that like, just gets into it. And this song came on, and I was like, all right, this is the one. This song, just from the moment go, phenomenal. Like the video that's playing behind I was me right say, now. Yeah. It's kind of like that Kanye West song "Faded" and "Meet Fade," and me and West talked this about a little bit. Like the like the it's basically the same principle for the music video. It's just a beautiful girl scantily clad dancing. This song has just such like a, a phenomenal heartbeat to it that just carries the whole thing. And I am just a Steel Town girl on a Saturday night looking for the fight of my life, so I can relate to it in a big time way. It's it's just a pulse pounding banger it should be on every like jock jams it should be on every workout mix that you have i'm telling you the next time you do a run a walk anything athletic put this on if you don't out pump up like the the dial a little bit or run a little harder you have no heart well also flash dance we were going to talk about was the oh, yeah. uh, high song but like the movie had a soundtrack that would destroy it was oh, amazing yeah. including the song you mentioned here uh maniac so bill you put in maniac is your second choice for me the second one my absolute well, i don't want to say that I was about to say my absolute favorite 80s song. I think it is, actually. I have to really narrow it down. Dexie's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Now, me and, <laughs> me and Fryer have I like was a, just going to say. We, but it's weird. The past week has You're been like kindred spirits. Fryer's girlfriend thinks I'm funny. My cat laughs at Fryer's jokes when I listen to podcasts out loud. And we both agree that Come On, Eileen is absolute smash. It is a song. And... Now, I know we're in the middle of pandemic and I'm having a big parties right now, but next gathering you're able to have, and you're trying to figure out, you're scratching your head going, all right, what's the song I'm going to put on to like kind of just like warm everybody up? It's, but even the beginning, just a din, 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 din. Again, the beginning of these songs, I used to put this on at the Good Times Emporium in Somerville, where I had my car broken into several times. I would put this on. Also, I would put Will in the Sky on. 
another journey song and i would literally like skip around the whole place listening to the song because it was just like that it's like a skipping song it's an excellent it's song so Again, another song that has so many journeys to go on it starts off kind of like an irish ballad turns into a rock song turns into a clap along but it is the perfect song to start if you have a family gathering friends we i used to do a ton of events ton of events at bars and whenever we were in control of the music i said all right the first song we want to get people to, like socialize and start talking and feel warm up Put, on, put the song on. People be like, you're crazy. It's 2000 and whatever it was, like 10, 10 years, like six years ago. They're like, it's 2014. People aren't going to love it. You click play on Dexie's Midnight Runners, and next thing you know, the whole place will be angelically talking, and everyone will be having themselves a great time. Uh, so, this, that, so that's my second song. This is a little bit later uh, than probably would call for for a Guardian soundtrack type song. But this has that feel of a Guardians song. You know oh, I mean? yeah, it could be. Absolutely. Like the, Guardians 3, save it. You're a, you're a fine girl, Brandy. It's that kind of a feel where if you hear the song, everyone fucking likes the song. Yeah, and everybody at least knows it. So It was also in Tommy Boy. It was. Well, listen, Tommy Boy, maybe this 11 out of 11 I've been trying to talk about talking myself back. I love music. Music's like my it favorite It was one thing of the, the better first so, movies that used popular music. I was just going like to say. kind of diegetic. Not necessarily diegetic. It wasn't like you know, Greece or anything, but like the songs played a huge role in the movie, including Maniac, which was also in our uh, jukebox. So Bill, to wrap it up, people will vote on who will enter the 1983 jukebox. Will it be one of Bill's choices of Maniac by Michael Cimbello, or will it be Separate Ways by Journey, or my choices of Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners, or Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, or Taylor. I think it's Tyler. Um, so what you'll be able to vote. We'll put that vote up shortly. Uh, Bill, if you had a guess right now, who's going to win? I don't it's know. It's just right tough. I, I think a lot of people are going to say we didn't nominate the best songs. I have them. I don't care what they say. I don't either. But uh, this is tough. I would say Dexie's Midnight Runners yeah. might have a uh, – you might win something here. You might win something for once. Oh, I might win a boat. Uh, yeah, I think Dexy Men I Run is just by the sheer popularity of it as well. Um, I'm just going to preach to people. Go out. Do vote. something. No, 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 no. Go out oh. and listen to Maniac doing anything athletic, oh. and you'll you'll up your game. You'll just How about this? Game. Listen to all four songs. When we put the poll up, I'll put YouTube videos to them so you guys can check them out. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for the 1983 uh, nominations and music uh, conversation, Bill. Now let's get into... This Week in the Lord. Shared Universe. Oh my god, you got lambasted is the only way to put it, and you always do. Keith even said, like, you have the uh, hide of an elephant. You have the thickest skin, and when oh, you yeah, hear that, you're going to need it because they destroyed you. And when you said ostrich, they, they took, uh, you know, attack at your ostrich take, which I also took offense to, too. And you told me Fence. that they kind of fly. And I was like, do they fly? They, but they are. They are a flightless bird. Yeah. I, can I be honest? If I go back, I, I was answering the question off the top of my head, and I just thought, man, I love watching ostrich fly, like fly around, and I get you. They don't, they like scoot off the ground. They're like a baby bird. And um, yeah, if I really had to sit down and think longer, probably wouldn't have came up with ostrich, but I stand by it. Ostrich is a pretty badass. Like I said, they stick their head in the sand. They avoid conflicts when needed. And uh, also, I love them in Mario 2. That freaking <laughs> character in Mario 2 when he's scooting around, that was my love for Ostrich. 1992 when that game came into my life, I've loved Ostrich ever since. If I had it to go back. really funny, too, because Keith was like, maybe he wants to be an ostrich so he can stick his head. Head up his up ass. So fast. <laughs> I was doing this Oh, Wait, one other thing, because I actually talked about it with a buddy of ours that you hung out with probably two nights ago. Uh, Keith was like, I think Davey asked him, does Rossi do this on purpose? And Keith was like, I've been thinking about that for years, but I don't think so. And then Kevin was like, you guys are killing the podcast game, but Rossi's takes. Oh, like, and he, like, he said, like, I don't think people realize that, like, he's not doing this on purpose. This is just like his natural... Never will. I never will. Because that's the thing. And I told you this when they started this segment. Don't like ever, if you hear me going somewhere, don't say, oh, they're going to use that because then it's going to get in my head. Like when I think, when I hear them about to, like sometimes I'm like, they're not going to have anything. Like they're not going to do the segment. They're not going to have anything to do. And then I heard this one. Literally, it was me. This is this morning. We listened to it this morning. Uh, I told my wife because she laughs at it. So it was me, my son, my wife, and my cat all huddled around. He's giggling his butt off. And I just, he's, a, he's a pretty cheery little little guy. But it was so funny when he's like, 
Rossi is uh, whatever ostrich. He's dumb and all this stuff. And my my son just going ha ha, and I'm like, he's this kid. My son's laughing at me, and he's eight months old. Uh, but no, it was it's good it was stuff. so good. It was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I thought something from the candy, maybe. I was thinking, I don't know where they're going to go. I thought yeah. it was going to be the limoncello. If I had to put money on anything, it was going to be limoncello. Yeah, limoncello was a little bit of a stretch. That's probably the only good lemon product. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, Bill, what else is going on? What are people doing on their pods? Uh, just quickly, uh, best for Davey was Billy Jean. Favorite was Heart to Heart by Kenny Loggins, which we didn't even mention. But I, that's not my favorite K-Log song by uh, a huge margin. I like all of the other, you know, mainly popular ones. I listened to that on the bike ride just to kind of give it some credit. <laughs> Very good. Ride. Very good. Sleeper was Kajigu. Um, what I about think Dr. Joe was Holland Oats. And then for uh, J Mac, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Mr. Mac from Mac and Goo. <laughs> Uh, I, honestly, I haven't drank a lot probably in the last three weeks, and this is my first drink, and I'm probably a little tipsy. Uh, his Mount Rushmore, I don't know what a Mount Rushmore is, but Billie Jean, Faithfully, I'm Still Standing, and Sweet Dreams. By the way, the Stevie nice. Nicks song that was in there, uh, I forget the, the name off the top of my head, but that's a banger as well. well and then, you, what about the pods? What about the pods? What are those uh, other? Probably one more. Wes was. <laughs> oh, Wes said. Uh, Wes said Rock the Casbar. Nice. Come on, Eileen, for both, I think. Shime and what's prior prior all right so do you know what's going on in the dork shared universe i sure do bill dork did the dc fandom so did um another podcast but we'll, i'll let you figure out which one that is in a second uh change my mind did the dark knight also has like a 17 questionnaire at the end of their podcast so when you listen to that then they have like literally like a plethora of awards for that one so i haven't i i voted on a few but then i'm like i need to listen to hear what they mean by some of these other ones uh also dr joe and fryer do the tldr don't know what it stands for it's about comic books if you're into comic books check that stuff out they stream it i know the streamers out there have been playing a lot of pga there's the marvel out there and bill do you know what mac and goo did this week uh, i think they did the aliens 1985 review okay right. I think so. I think you're right. Um, they've also made talk a little bit about the DC fandom as well, which everyone's going crazy for. Um, Batman looks awesome. Oh, Keith said that, something. that trailer gave me legit like mini chills. Mini oh yeah. Chills. Keith had some uh, crass words to say about what happened when he saw the trailer, but I will say this. He also said that he believes Robert Pattinson is going to be the best Batman. I think that is. The I don't ability. think that's bad. But that's but that's the most hype like that's a recency bias Billy take in my opinion. You saw literally two minutes of a trailer that didn't show you anything of him like acting. I really think he could be very good because I was yeah, against very him. good's fine. But like to I, say he's going to be the not best, totally against it because I'm not I, against it. I really like Robert Pattinson and I also kind of like his I don't have to bulk up to be Batman take. I kind of think that's funny. But you know what? He's going to be so shredded. I bet like he doesn't bulk up, but he's going to be shredded. I just love the scene. I think Davey pointed out. Um, when the mask comes off and he's got the like the crazy hair and they're playing Nirvana. Um, oh, such a something great in soundtrack. the way, and yeah. they just playing the music of it. It's not a hit. It's a song you probably never heard, but it just fits this dark tone so well. They didn't go with something modern. I love the call. Matt Reeves, genius, worked with Lost, worked on um, Cloverfield, maybe the greatest movie of all time. Um, <laughs> but just incredible stuff from them. Uh, also, some of the video games, good good stuff for DC. You want to mm-hmm. you want to see DC do well. Um, but that's I'm telling I'm, you, they need to sprinkle that Harley Quinn dust over everything. And yeah. one final thing that was Stevie Nicks stand back, and then just a couple other quick ones. Um, I'll tumble for you was also this year. Oh, Billy Madison. Bill, we have an exciting month ahead. We got Should some we tease crazy- it a little bit. Oh, I'm, well, there's other podcasts I think listen to us, by the way, and steal our ideas, but it's a story for another time. I'm putting it on here. Just to, I, I see you out there. I see you out there. Um, but I will say this. We'll tease a little bit. But next month, we are going to be teaming up with everybody in the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse. If they allow us. Well, they've all agreed. Oh, really? They've all. Oh, I didn't copy on every single one, I think. I, no, I know only you have one. access to the. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was banging them out yesterday. Everyone's agreed, Bill, and it's different teams. So you will not get Mac and Goo. It's mixed doubles. Yeah, you will not get the boys Fryer and West together from Change My Mind. You will not get Davey and Keith together. We're going to be smashing them, matching them, and we're also including our guys Shine and Doc, our streamers, our Twitch affiliates. They're all going to be involved in different podcasts, and it's all going to start next week. Also, we're going to do a special podcast for uh, the wrestling demographic that we do here. With um, We used to say, take a drink. I'll be 
I'm going to be blitzed if we have to say their name every time. But all jokes aside, the Jobber Knocker, we'll be doing a wrestling tier list with them. We'll, we'll get to. So next month, starting literally September, all of September, it's the Pop Culture Pile Driver Sweeps Month. So we'll be featuring podcast favorites from all of your favorite Dorkshire Gooniverse outlets. It's going to be an absolute blast. I'm so looking forward to it. Podcast favorites and Friar? You said I did. <laughs> no, I, I figured you would do something like that, though. No, no, no. See, I'll only bring the beef when I need to. I don't I don't want to force it. Oh, TLDR. Too long, didn't read. All about comics. Love that. Dr. Joe, you couldn't have came in at a better time. Bill, any final thoughts? No. Good. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Frank says hi.